Hey, everybody, welcome to the Ministry During the Disruption podcast. Nope. <laughs> Let's try that again. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry During Disruption podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and this is episode zero. My name is Steve Tamayo, and I'm hosting this episode. And joining me is a strategist with InterVarsity's Creative Labs, who's been in the field with InterVarsity for well over 15 years. He's worked with students. He's worked with faculty. He's led worship. The one, the only, Andy Kim. Thanks for joining us today, Andy. Hey, Steve. It's good to be here. So this COVID-19 thing has really come on quickly. It's been a little bit shocking and a lot disruptive for a lot of us. How have you been experiencing this, Andy? Well, to be honest, um, you know, I'd been following the news in January and I was thinking, okay, I need to find that balance between panicking, freaking out and kind of being calm. And I was trying to be somewhere in the middle. And uh, last week we concluded a church meeting late at night and I got the news that Rudy Gobert had the coronavirus, Tom Hanks and his wife. And I have to admit, I started to panic a little bit. It was a long church meeting and uh, went to the grocery store and I just needed to buy something. And I knew that I didn't want to hoard toilet paper. So I bought probably the most random group of foods. I bought two kielbasas, some frozen peas and carrots, a Gatorade, and some bananas. And I was reflecting on it and I was like, okay, in that moment, something hit me. I turned to stocking up on food as my outlet. So ever since then, it's been kind of a a real wild ride of more information, more news, cancellations. What is it that you learned about yourself when you went to stock up on food? I learned how easily I, I can control my situation. I can buy, I have the ability to buy things, to go to the grocery store. I can go online. I can buy stuff off Amazon. I realize I have benefits and privileges that people around the world, many don't enjoy, and many people in my community don't enjoy. Part of what my wife and I have been talking about is maybe we need to not keep going to the grocery store. The thing that we think we need, like today, we ran out of strawberry jam. And do I need to go to the grocery store to get another thing of strawberry jam? Or can I live in such a way that I'm not taking from what somebody may actually need? Yeah, I think one of our convictions as we do ministry during the disruption is that the ministry that we're doing is not just ministry to other people, but there's a ministry that's happening as God does his work in our own hearts, in our own lives, in this work of spiritual formation. It sounds like you and Madeline are being affected by this crisis in a way that's causing you to think through safety, security, in some new ways. Part of it, my wife, Madeline, she's also eight months pregnant. And so there's a whole other layer of fear and nervousness that we've been feeling throughout this whole time. And one of the hardest things for me to do was on Friday, when all of the news was ramping up, our team had scheduled a retreat day and to spend the whole day in prayer, in scripture, to not check email. And I did it, even though there was so much to do. But I went to a coffee shop, probably my last opportunity to go to a coffee shop for a while, and I read scripture. I journaled, um, reminding myself in this season, even as I'm getting whipped up into a frenzy every time I turn on the news, that God really is in control, that I don't have to go to the grocery store, that I don't have to get that thing on Amazon. Um, I had already been feeling it as a new dad, like everything on our registry or these things. You're nesting. 
You're nesting. Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah, natural. Yeah. It's totally natural. <laughs> that's that's what we all say. It's nest. Uh, you're getting 30 things of toilet paper and uh, getting like a cart full of Purell. That's all natural, right? During, uh, during a crisis like this. <laughs> As we engage with this crisis, this perspective that says that God is at work doing something in the midst of us, doing something inside of us, that's one of the things that we're hoping to bring to the surface throughout this podcast series. And so, Andy, I'm curious, what are some ways you've seen God at work in the last week? So this past Sunday, like many of you all listening, uh, our live in-person church services were canceled and replaced by a live stream. And we had happened to have scheduled uh, one of my friends who's a fellow in varsity staff as a guest preacher. And um, he was preaching on 1 Peter 3, uh, not fearing in the midst of suffering. And he shared his story. His family is from China and from a particular province where COVID-19 has been pretty widespread. And his mom and grandmother have been quarantined in their little apartment uh, since January. And he shared of how they have been persevering, uh, reading scripture. They don't have the luxury of live streaming church services like we do here in the U.S. Um, And they would have church services, just the two of them, in their apartment to be reminded of the beauty of God's people, that even though there's just two of them worshiping God together um, and that we could join in solidarity with them, that the power of God's word to hold us. And then we sang, uh, we sang songs that were chosen actually two weeks ago. um, You'll never let go. Oh no, you'll never let go. Through the fire and through the storm, you'll never let go. Or he will hold me fast. Really the virus is reminding us that we're part of a global family, whether we like it or not. It's really been astounding the last few days, in the midst of the fear, how much hope we're experiencing. In the midst of the fear, how much hope we are experiencing. That's great, Andy. You know, one of the things that that I would always say, and and it's a kind of a cliche, is the church is not a building, but it's the people of God. And this weekend, we actually experienced that maybe in a way that I have never experienced before, that the church is the people of God. I connected to other churches that I've never talked to before because we've been bonding over trying to serve our parishioners and staff have been connecting with other ministries in ways that we haven't because we are all realizing it's not about our structures, but it's about Jesus. And that would have been cliche like a week ago, maybe. And we're really believing it now. Now, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, you know, Andy has talked about the ways that God's opening our eyes, making this a season of revelation, uh, the ways our desperation is opening a door of connection for us to God in a new and powerful way, uh, the ways that we are adapting to the loss of our existing ministry structures. If that describes you, InterVarsity has created a website that I think would be really helpful for you. We're going to drop the link in the show notes and check it out. There's all sorts of resources available, quick start guides to continue doing online ministry, ideas for how to continue to engage in ministry during the disruption. You know, it's a a crazy time right now. There's lots of things that are up in the air. But one thing that we do know is our God is at work. Our God is at work in our nation, around the world, and on college and university campuses around the country. So we want to invite you to be a part of what God is doing, to join us as we figure this out. It's going to look different. We're going to have to flex some different spiritual muscles, um, but our God is faithful and we are excited. So we want you to join us on this journey as we minister during the disruption. 